Hey, Adam. Yes. Today's Friday. It is. Got any big weekend plans? Just going to celebrate hump day. Early. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you today is Friday, but uh, I brought up hump day for a reason. Yeah, I was surprised because I usually bring it up. Yeah. And usually, I finally got my calendar right, I thought, but maybe not. You usually bring it up on like a Friday it's or today, a Tuesday. It feels like hump day today. It's not hump day, it's Friday. But it's like we're connecting the week with the weekend. No, so okay. in, in, in an in a attempt to actually get you to remember that hump day is Wednesday, yeah. we're going to start doing every Wednesday... A special offer for our You'll Hear It listeners. So oh. listen in uh, this Wednesday, this next hump day for Pete's hump day special. Pete's Every hump Wednesday. Day special. I yeah. like it. Okay. All right. Is it going to be special? We'll see. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, and also, we, ha- we have something really fun coming up Monday. I'm looking forward to this. What's that? Are you going to be here Monday? I'll be here. Okay, good. Because yeah, we're yeah. talking to the jazz memes guys. Oh, I like a meme. Yeah, you like a meme. You've been memed. I've been memed once them. or twice. Maybe yeah. we'll meme them. We should and, meme and, them. <laughs> Let's meet. I mean, you know what's funny? Because I kind of know the guys a little. I've talked to them on the phone. I've never seen them in real life, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're allegedly brothers. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to get into all that. On Have you I, ever talked to them? No. But is this a battle we want to get involved in with the professional memers? Do we want to get <sighs> weighed into those waters? Well, you mean memer versus memer? I mean, I'm not a memer at all. I'm a, no, no, no. I'm a screamer. No. I'm a dreamer. But we're a little bit, um, we're satirists, as they are. Right. right. We we, we, well, we dip our toe into it. We're, witty, ac- we're, we're accidental satirists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, check that out on Monday's episode. I think it's going to be fun. Um, and if you want to do a little homework over the weekend, check out some. Just go on to Instagram or Twitter, Twitter or anything and look for jazz memes. They got funny stuff. You've probably seen their things. So. Yeah, sure. Um, what are we talking about today, though? Well, today we got an email from Rick. And uh, Rick. Is, is this our friend Rick or. Rick from St. Louis? No, I don't no, think no, it's no. Rick okay. from St. Louis. I don't okay. think so. I don't okay. know. I, I didn't get, catch his last name. Okay. But uh, yeah, he Rick writes, um, Hi all, thanks for the great podcast. I have a question. When listening to yourself, how do you separate your own personal anxiety from the objective quality of the playing? For me, it's always like experiencing hearing your voice. Mortifying. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, upon multiple listens, I can get past that and hear the good bits. The dilemma is, do you just grow used to the things you don't like and stop hearing them, like time and feel, for example, or do you just genuinely shed some ego, or is it a mix of both? How do you judge your own playing objectively? Thanks, Rick. Well, that's a big question. Well, that's a big question. That's a multi-part. I mean, important. You're asking the right questions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we got the right answers, but you're definitely writing that. You're asking the right questions. Possibly, we'll have to break this down because there possibly might be a little bit of overthinking with this, because it, you can you can definitely get into that psych yourself out, as we used to say back in the eighties. Yep. Um, but I think that you're definitely thinking of the right things. Um, one thing that jumped out to me, um, for me, it's always like experiencing hearing your voice voice more uh, mortifying. Um, if you're playing for people, and that could be from your friend one person to 10,000 people in a stadium or anything in between, maybe think about, do they look mortified? Because <laughs> yeah, then you might have a problem if you're feeling that. But yeah. sometimes like we're mortified by what we're playing, but you look out and people are actually edified and enjoying what you're sure, playing sure. more than you think. So that's the first thing. And that really could be anybody, if you're on a gig or not on a gig. Just like play, play something and see if people like put their fingers in their ears and run out of the room. 
If they do, you've got a problem, Houston. That's right. We have a we have a problem. But um, I don't know. Is is that valid? Do you think uh, it's definitely valid? Yeah. yeah. I mean, chances are you're harder on yourself than anybody else listening to you for sure. For sure. Which is good. Yeah. From the sense of like from a practice routine and stuff, but can be debilitating. Yeah. You don't want it to, cr- to cripple you at no. all. Like no. you have to be able to. You have to be able to have the confidence to say, okay, I don't like what I hear when I hear this. Yeah. And then the ability to recognize that, you know, tick that box. Okay, I found something. Uh, write it down. Yeah. Write down what you hear. If it's, your, if it's your feel, get as specific as you can. Okay, when I, when I play off the beat. I it, throw up. <laughs> it rushes or it drags yeah, or I don't yeah. like the way it feels. What is that? And try to ask questions and get as deep as you can with what you're hearing that you don't like. Um, if you hear something that you like, kind of like, ask yourself: Is this part of my voice? Yeah. Do I want to? Do I want to be playing this, or am I just playing this because that guy showed me that that one time? It's you know, like I mean? you know, if you're having problems in your marriage and you say to your spouse, like, you know, kind of break. You, we could do the same exercise and be like, okay, well, honey, when you berate me and insult me, it makes me feel small. Right. <laughs> but you are identifying the problem, yeah, and that's step number that one. Now you have to do it without ego. You have to either way. Yeah. You can't. You can't think of yourself as too good. You can't think of yourself as terrible. No, because then you get into a false. You know, it's good that he kind of mentioned that later on. Shed some ego. It, that implies that you're having to like boost up your ego or confidence or feeling about your playing to an unrealistic place. You no. don't want to do that. Yeah. But he did say at the beginning, how do you separate your own personal anxiety from the objective quality of the playing? So the, the I think he's identifying something very important, personal anxiety that we all, everybody has that. Yeah. You know, I mean, from just the tiniest, but no, you never totally get rid of that. But when there's too much anxiety, just like doing anything, it's, it, it's impossible to hear the objective quality of your playing. Yeah. I mean, the thing to remember with this, and this is, this is, we talk about things that are easier said than done. Yeah. This is to realize that you are, are not your playing, yeah. that you are enough without yeah. being a monster jazz musician. Exactly. And that's harder to, to put into practice because some kind of, of our egos. Ego down a little bit. <laughs> it does, but, but you are, that's not you. Yeah. you. You have value outside of how, how great you could play over giant steps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So you have to work on, if, if that's like a real problem, like you're actually getting anxiety from the way you play because you don't think it's good enough and you don't think that like, you know, no one's ever going to love you because yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. play over countdown, then you need to like tackle that. Right, right. <laughs> like head on. Well, and it's good too that you, that you start to understand that because when you get to a certain level, you're going to start having people tell you that you're great yeah you know and and that you know you think oh that was such a great thing and even if somebody that's like a jazz lover or whatever but then if you don't have a good like if you're not used to the ups and the downs then the next day you'll be like in the airport and somebody like what do you do play oh i hope a jazz musician really oh is that a real job i mean like like you'll get knocked down right away for sure or what if a musician you respect (laughs) doesn't think you're as great yeah or you you get fired from a gig by a musician you respect yeah do you have no value all of a sudden no you can't let that dictate like your personal anxiety you got to detach from your playing from yourself you got to detach from from reality for this world at this point (laughs) Uh, but then other than that man it's all about picking out your weaknesses being honest about it being objective about it and working on them. And you know what? This is a skill that builds on itself. Once you start doing this, it gets easier to do every time because you just are. And actually then when you perform and you hear weaknesses, you're like, no, I can fix that. Exactly. I know what I'm doing. Because it's not like you hit on this so well. You're fixing this specific part of your playing, your time, your intonation, whatever. It's not you're not fixing you. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You're the same person and you still have something to say. You know, and that's the thing. Everybody has something unique to say. Yeah, not everybody is going to be Chick Corea, but 
the, the more that you do get in touch with yourself and get that anxiety, it's just being comfortable in your skin and then being able sure. to translate that to your instrument. Same thing as being a person. I mean, we, we, when you come up to somebody and meet somebody that has a lot of anxiety over anything, like, like public space, spaces or meeting somebody or just their own they're not comfortable yeah. you know and you, that that anxiety is an energy that can almost transmit over to you if you're not careful and with music you're talking about power but music is powerful so when we start to latch on to that and we have anxiety and latch on to it you got some negative things that start to flow into a positive thing it's like a magnet hitting against each other yeah and things can really get out of whack um but i will say you know i'm sorry i'm getting a little esoteric you have some great practical advice. One other thing is he says from the objective quality of your playing, personal anxiety, separating that from the objective. The, the easiest to practical way to, to hear the objective quality of your playing is to record yourself. For sure. Because it's going to be different. Just like you talked about, he, uh, Rick talked about hearing his voice. Hearing it recorded back versus in real time is going to be different, and you're going to get a more realistic view. You're going to be able to be more objective. Of course, you're not never going to be as objective as someone else, so you do want to get feedback from others. But getting that feedback from recording yourself as you practice, as mm -hmm. you're playing on the gig, mm -hmm. is very important. And usually it's like, wow, no, that wasn't so bad. you know, Unless the anxiety is just crippled you to the point where you can't play yeah but don't let that happen yeah try not to let the, that just anxiety don't do it. you know it's like like what, what did nancy reagan used to say about drugs just just say no just don't do it yeah no yeah, <laughs> that's right uh well, so i'm reminded of we were hanging here last night um with royce martin and we were kind of talking about that christian mcbride christian mcbride video that we have your sound yeah. is your signature yeah. and it's this if you haven't seen it it's this really awesome video where christian mcbride like talks and plays at the same time and there's a point where he makes a little flub right a boo-boo as we say yeah to and the children and he goes whoops like like just lets yeah. it roll off his back it's well, christian he McBride. Say, well he's like whoops yeah he goes whoops <laughs> but i mean he acknowledged it yeah he then played some you know badass stuff after that and yeah. didn't but like once you kind of get that like you can make mistakes and still be yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? That we're always striving for excellence, yeah. but perfection is not possible. So perfection is not possible. Don't let a mistake trip you up. Don't let it cause like extreme anxiety or, or keep you from having that confidence, from having that courage to be yourself when you're playing. It makes the music human. Yeah, for You know, sure. even like, I mean, look, we can point to numerous Philly Joe Jones, Paul Chambers records where they rushed. Un well, not uncontrollably. Oh yeah, they rush. But when you start from the beginning and then you go to the end. And it's it's that's up. It's faster for yeah, sure. It's called rushing, but, but it feels great the <laughs> it entire. Feels great the whole way. The ride through. It feels yeah. Great the whole way. Yeah. So does that mean you're supposed to rush? No. And if you try to do it, are you going to sound like Philly Joe Jones? No, you're not. Yeah. But it just means that that he's human. Yeah. And that you know where it's not perfect, but it's not about that. Like when you nail. 90% of the other stuff so well, you can let go of the gas on something else, or in this case, press the acceleration, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that it it's, goes back to the original point that you made in terms of um, being, being comfortable with yourself and saying that's good enough. You know, and yeah. but but it's you have to be careful because it's not like when you go to practice where you're like, oh, I'm not going to practice today because I'm good enough. No, 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 no. no. It's not I'm that. enough. No. I'm enough is the yeah. thing. But this happens all the time. I was actually on the way in today. I was listening to Oscar Peterson Tintindeo. You're, yeah, you know the recording that you he's hit right. me to. That's right. pretty awesome. There's a point in there where I'm pretty sure he trips up over his own finger. He does. And he then rips off the most incredible line after that. Because yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to get back in there. Well, I just feel like it's him being like, oh, there's, there's, that's his oops. And then he's like, yeah. but I'm going to be me. And I'm not going to let this, yeah. you know, stop me from taking risks, stop, stop me from being confident. Yeah. So yeah. I would say, you know, practically record yourself, keep notes of what needs work and fix them. Yeah. And then forget about it on the gig. Have fun. Be yourself. Be confident. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Um, I'm just seeing if this. Uh, do you just grow used? To, okay, yeah. Do the, this part. I want to make sure we address. Do you just grow used to the things you don't like and stop hearing them? No, that's one part. We, I think we can definitively answer. Yeah. Um, because those, I think that's implying things that you really can actively work on and see improvement. That's not going to be a oh I'm here and I have to get to there and then you wake up one day and you're there. We're always talking about these things that are gradient and you know the fun part is you're going to even when you think you're there you get to the top of the mountain and then oh no that was just the first ridge. For sure. You should be in, in excited by that and know that you're even more prepared because you've got used to the altitude and all that, you know. And then you move on. There becomes a point though, Rick, which gets really exciting is where when you're listening to things you hear little things that you really like. Yeah. And you're like I want to do more of that yeah and then it gets to be like really fun because then you start can, can pick out more and more things in your playing that you're like oh if i could do this more right. in my maybe every key or with both hands or if i could kind of flush this out a little bit flesh this out except flush <laughs> flush it out <laughs> flush out the bad things flesh out the good things that's it. no but if you can get that Always going be fleshing. uh that's another good yeah. good thing to think about cool. so thanks for this email rick this is great yeah very thoughtful um, speaking of thoughtful, mm. we are sponsored by Open Studio, love it, which is an organization that highlights thought leaders mm. on their instrument. How about we mention Christian McBride? Oh, a little little thinking music, right? Christian McBride, fundamentals of jazz bass. Diane Reeves, define your voice. What? All for vocalists. No is for everybody. Come check us out at OpenStudioJazz.com, our new home. And um, I think you'll like what you see there. Boom, scoop, a doo, bomb. You'll hear it. <laughs>